Blog Talk Radio. and around the world, streaming live on the internet, it's Real Estate Coaching Radio, bringing you the latest news, interviews, and secrets of the top producers. Hosted by award-winning real estate coaches, Tim and Julie Harris. Welcome back. This is Tim Harris with my lovely bride and your co-host, Julie Harris. And this is Real Estate Coaching Radio, your unfiltered, full-strength honesty about what is truly working to get you into action and make you money in this new real estate recovery. And, of course, guys, every radio show we do is designed to give you the exact actionable information that you need to make money now. Our focus is always going to be on practical information that will get you into action. Getting you into action means you're in service to other people, and doing so, providing a service that they are willing to pay for, you, of course, will make money. And by the way, guys, if you are not experiencing your own real estate recovery, if you're not living the life that you want to live, if you're not having experiences that you want to have, if you don't have the house you want to have, the stuff you want to have, this financial security that you deserve, the reason is, is because you have yet to figure out and accept the fact, frankly, that riches come, success comes, when you've figured out how to help as many people as you possibly can. There's a direct correlation to the number of people you're of service to that you're able to help and the amount of money that you're making. So your goal as a realtor is to figure out how to help as many people. Do you catch the mindset shift? Do you see what I'm trying to educate you guys on and get you to accept? Your success is directly tied to the quality of the services you provide and the quantity in which you provide those services. So if you don't have what you want in life, it's simply because of the fact you've yet to learn or accept the fact that success comes when you have mastered the art of selling real estate and then obviously you have the mindset of service and are in action helping as many people as you possibly can. So Julie, share with the listeners, and by the way, today's radio topic, guys, is one of, uh, I think it's a fantastic radio topic because um, it really does help a lot of you shift your mindsets into action away from where I know some of you are experiencing a little mid-year consternation, a little mid-year slowdown, a little mid-year slump. You know, some of you are looking for some motivation. Well, today's radio show is going to help you understand what truly drives you. Not, you know, this isn't some Anthony Robbins, thump the chest, walk on burning coals type radio show. This is, again, practical Easy to use, easy to understand, get you into action type information. So, Jules, you've been on coaching mm-hmm. calls most of the day, as have I. Mm-hmm. Anything interesting you're hearing from the front lines from all of our wonderful students around the country and now in obviously other countries as well? Yeah, I am hearing a lot of, if I were to give a theme to today's and maybe this week's calls, what I would call uh, pricing consternation amongst mm-hmm. our listeners and you are, you're fond of the word bifurcation of the market. You know, it's a split market. It really depends on what segment and maybe even what town and what segment in your town you're working. So yep. sometimes you have multiple offers and the appraisal comes out fine and it gets bid up and everything's cool. Other times the appraisals are coming in ten, fifteen, twenty thousand dollars $20,000 under what you're in contract for. So many of our listeners have never had to deal with things like cut appraisal values, um, you know, it used to be 
of course, all the, uh, you know, everybody celebrated when prices were going up and you could throw a dart at the wall and whatever, wherever it stuck is where you'd close. Well, those times are clearly over, much more regulation now. You have much less influence on appraised value than you used to. And, you know, it's not just going to close at that price because you say so. So we're having to learn some new skills and manage those sellers at a lot higher level. So listen to your real estate coaches. And those of you who have yet to become coaching clients of ours, listen to your future coaching uh, coaches. The market is going through a shift as we speak. You know it's true. There's going to be extended days on the market, which means you're going to have to learn how to get price adjustments, which means you're going to have to be better at pricing the listing when you take it, which means you're going to have to get really, really good at your bedside manner when it comes to explaining to sellers that the market has changed and they're not necessarily able to make money like they used to be able to make money or they're not going to be able to price it or they used to be able to price it. We are going to see a huge and meaningful, I would call it a uh, separation uh, between the agents with skills and the agents without skills happening starting now. And you're going to see it really blossom towards the end of the year. Some of you guys who are able to, you know, you've been able to walk into some deals, thank God, especially in the last 18 months, you guys have started to build your comeback. And now you're finding that things are harder. Now you're finding that, you know, it feels like it's more of a struggle than maybe it should be. The reason is, and this is the truth, just accept it, don't fight it. If you accept it and you don't fight it, you'll get back into action helping people make money quicker. If you're feeling the winds are no longer at your back and the, you know, the winds have shifted and now they're in your face, you're feeling like you're walking against the tide, walking against the winds, it's because you need to change your skills and you need to change your approach. A lot of you guys, for example, are doing what we really love, proactive lead generation, but you're using techniques and you're using scripts and you're using systems that are A, being used by a lot of other agents in your marketplace, B, don't work, haven't worked for a long time. So you're starting to doubt yourself. In some cases, you're starting to wonder if, you know, maybe you don't have what it takes. I know this time of year, you guys sometimes are in this little mid-year, okay, what's next? Can I replicate what I did already in the first six months of the year? Or in many cases, it's going to be, can I improve what I did in the first six months of the year? The beautiful thing about this time of year is you do have, you know, the rest of the year to make this the best year of your life. You do have the time, even if things haven't been going the direction that you'd hoped for them to go cash flow-wise for you so far this year to turn things around. But you don't have that much more time. If you wait realistically another 30 to 60 days, then you might as well just start thinking about 2015. Because 2014 has kind of played out for you in terms of your ability to earn income. The peak sales months, and this is just a fact, happen when? Now, next month, month after that, and arguably the month after that. And as we go into the end of the year and the holidays, the sales taper off. So it's going to be easier for you to make money now than it is going to be towards the end of the year. Furthermore, a lot of the spring buying and selling was pushed off because of the ridiculously harsh winter that we had last year, and so or last winter. So as a result of that, a lot of the spring buyers are now buying. So those spring buyers became what? Summer buyers. The summer buyers are going to become fall buyers, but then it's going to drop. It, it's just expected. It's totally normal. So be ready. Make the most of this year while you still have time. So... We are going to take a quick commercial break. I believe we are going to take a quick commercial break. And when we come back, Julie and I are going to talk about what motivates you, fear of loss or pleasure of gain. This will be an eye-opener for a lot of you because many of you believe that you're motivated by fear of gain. But the fact is, is that virtually every psychological study that's ever been done 
has proven that folks are not motivated by that. So if you embrace what truly motivates you, you can in essence manipulate yourself and get better results. So we'll be back in a quick after a quick break. Is coaching right for you? And how can I guarantee it will work for me? Chances are you are asking yourself those questions right now. I'll answer those critical questions for you in just a moment. But first, let's be honest about something you may have always suspected. You've probably always known that the nation's top 1% of realtors, you know, those millionaire agents you see on TV, they possess a secret knowledge that the other 99% of agents do not have. Where did they learn what they know? And more importantly, how did they learn how to put this closely guarded information into money-making action? It's simple. They have a coach. Not just any coach. The nation's mega millions, top 1% of the realtors know that in order to maintain their almost unfair advantage, that they must have their own personal coach. A proven market-tested coach who has truly walked in their shoes, a coach who has worked with many of the nation's leading agents. At this point, you're probably ready to maybe try coaching. However, you don't want to be unfairly locked into a long-term ball and chain that coaching contracts can give you. It just makes sense that you should be able to try it before you buy it. Even more importantly, you want to have a coach who is the best of the best not someone who is simply assigned to you, or even worse, has never sold real estate. Can you imagine? If this is you, I have something for you right now that is exactly what you have been looking for. For the next 48 hours, Tim and Julie Harris Real Estate Coaching is offering you a free coaching call. This is a real coaching call with a real Tim and Julie Harris coach. Now, while you are thinking about it, why don't you visit us online? at freecoachingcallsforagents.com to get started. Once again, that is freecoachingcallsforagents.com. Now, let's be clear. This exclusive coaching opportunity is only available for the first 50 realtors who are stone-cold serious about their real estate business and know that in order to succeed at the highest level, they must hire a coach. So don't wait any longer. Take action now and visit us again at freecoachingcallsforagents.com to schedule your free coaching call. Again, that's freecoachingcallsforagents.com. Thanks so much. See you all soon. So we've been getting a lot of requests before we get to today's topic for about two things. A lot of you guys are, um, some of you I should say, are interested in exploring career opportunities with our company becoming a coach. We have very strict standards for who we will hire as a coach. Um, and that does mean, as a result of that, that we're not going to be able to take on as many coaching clients, and that's fine with me. I'd rather have fewer coaching clients and have everyone have an exceptional experience than do it like, frankly, all of our competitors do, where they hire people that have no previous real estate sales background as coaches. That, to me, seems like a little bit, I don't know, goofy to say the least. So we are interested in talking with you if you are interested in becoming a coach, but please understand it's not an easy road to uh, go with us uh, for you to actually become a coach with us. Number two, we've been getting more requests from brokerages, brands, companies, blah, blah, to do private speaking events. We're interested in doing those, of course, and uh, please forward your requests 
uh, directly to, you know what, I'll give you my private email address. After all, there's not almost 30,000 people listening right now. <laughs> so it's CoachTimHarris at gmail.com, and I'll forward the, that email to um, the fellow that organizes all that for us. So CoachTimHarris at gmail.com. So I'm going to start out by telling you guys a very true story. And the interesting thing about this story is this story has played out uh, with my own personal coaching clients, two of which were new, three times in the last six months. So I think this is very interesting. So here's the story. And remember, the premise of today's call, what we've prepared to speak with you guys about, is what motivates you. So a lot of people, when asked that question, will assume, or frankly, when you read a lot of books or go to motivational events, and the conventional sort of trendy wisdom is that people are motivated by moving towards the carrot. So the whole carrot versus the stick thing, right? Everybody likes to think that they're motivated by the carrot. Now, we always jokingly say, we're going to motivate you by beating you with a carrot. That way you have the moving away from pain and towards pleasure at the same time. All at once. That's, there you go. That's, a, that's right. All at once. That's a joke, of course. But here's the idea. The question that a lot of you have to recognize, or the answer to this question is what you, a lot of you have to recognize and accept, um, is the fact that you are indeed motivated by not just pain, but you're motivated by more specifically fear of losing something that you already have. So I'm going to prove it to you. I'm going to condense these three stories. And so, you know, here he goes. Three different occasions, coaching clients had weight issues, very normal in America. Many of them, two of them in particular, have had weight issues for decades. And they're also, you know, 20, 30, 40. I had one that was 60 pounds overweight. They came to us this way, right? So they had these weight issues. They had them forever. And if you ask them, you know, why is it you're overweight, they'll have maybe say, I just don't have the time. I'm too busy. I have bad metabolism. I'm this, I'm that, the other. So in other words, there was always an outside excuse as to why they were in this really crappy physical condition. They weren't willing to accept that they were in that condition by choice. In other words, they were choosing to be really fat or fat, depending on how much overweight they were, because they were getting some benefit from it. And I know that on the surface sounds nuts, but this, if you shift your mindset and think, why does anybody do, some, do really strange behavior? Why does someone, like, if, why does someone choose to be fat? Why does, let's assume it's not a side effect from a drug and there's not you know, an underlying medical issue. This is good old-fashioned just like to eat. Why would someone choose to be fat? So if you ask yourself that question, if you've never thought about uh, choice in that, in that sense, in other words, why would, choose, why would someone intentionally choose to do something that was bad for them, the answers that you get are kind of interesting. There are benefits to being fat. There are, absolutely are. You get to eat when you want to eat. You get to eat what you want to eat. A lot of people will choose to be fat after a difficult breakup or some sort of personal issue, and so they're just not wanting to be attractive. They're choosing, maybe not on a conscious level, but on a subconscious level, the benefit they're getting fat from being fat is they don't have to put themselves in a position to be uh, emotionally vulnerable again. So the litany of reasons why someone might choose to be fat is very, you know, it's very interesting and introspective. So if you yourself find yourself in any strange type of behaviors that you know ultimately you don't want to have anymore, the way to get over them is to look at them from a different perspective. And the first question you have to ask is, what is the benefit I'm getting from this bad behavior? What is the benefit you're getting from buying or from poor financial management? What is the benefit you're getting from fill in the blank, okay? So even if on the surface it seems like something that you want to really uh, remove yourself from, 
if you're staying doing that type of behavior, whatever it is, it's because you are getting a benefit from it. Or so that aside, these coaching clients were overweight. Um, you know, and maybe over the years they'd build a world around, you know, reinforcing their overweightness. They were food enthusiasts, let's say. So they went to the doctor. The doctor said, you know, they're all three of these, they're all guys, they were all saying, you know, they were developing problems in their legs and their feet and their toes. In other words, they were showing signs of having diabetes, the type of diabetes that will result because of poor circulation and you having to lose your legs, your fingers, and your toes, or your toes, your legs, and your feet, right? So then what happened, indeed, is they went to the doctor, and the doctor said, in this last example, the doctor said, if you don't, this is a new coaching client, right? So if you don't lose, and this guy had to lose 60 pounds, if you don't lose 60 pounds, you're literally going to have to have your foot cut off. Wow. Think about that for a second. Now, this is somebody who probably had this weight issue for decades, who had all the normal excuses, who had built his world around accepting the fact and reinforcing the fact that he was fat. Maybe even had a really elegant story on how his whole family's big bones, and because he's Italian, they all like to eat, and whatever the reason is, right? Went to the doctor. doctor said, if you don't lose 60 pounds, you're going to lose a foot. He lost the 60 pounds in 90 days. In every example like that I have, that I've, it's called motivation. So why wasn't he willing to lose the weight before? Because there was no fear of losing something he already had, you see? Now, if the doctor went to him and said, if you lose 60 pounds, not only do you get to keep your foot, but you also get a bright, new, a bright shiny new Corvette, you know. Or if he said, if you lose 60 pounds, you get the Corvette, and maybe the foot wasn't even part of it, he wouldn't have done it. He would have rationalized why I just don't need a Corvette, right? So the carrot of moving towards the Corvette was not going to be the same level of motivation. It's kind of confusing. I apologize for that, but just stay focused here. The bottom line is, is people are motivated by the fear of losing something they already have, not the fear of, like, being fined if you don't do it. Sometimes we build up accountability relationships with other people where we'll say, well, if I don't set an appointment, you know, it's going to cost me $100, right? We, I've done that in my coaching calls for, for, for some folks. And you know what? It works short term for like a week or two, but it doesn't work long term. But if they, you were to say, for example, if you don't set up, if you don't, you know, take five listings in the next 30 days, you're not going to have the money to pay your mortgage and you're going to have to, you know, be forced into foreclosure and maybe bankruptcy. You're going to see a person who maybe was always on the fringe of success become the world's best salesperson, and list houses like you've never seen before. Because finally, the real motivation is there because they're fearful of losing something they already have. Julie, you've obviously had hundreds of coaching calls like that too. Relate it from your own personal experience. Help the listeners understand the uh, point we're trying to make. Yeah, I think uh, many people claim that they are motivated by the carrot. You know, they'll say, they'll set all these great goals, and that's really important for me to move forward and do this or have this or get this. And for some people, they've figured out that they can do that. We do have a lot of coaching clients that have gotten, you know, really good at that, and they'll obtain that goal, and then they'll set a new goal, and they'll use those as benchmarks to motivate themselves. But most people, and it's probably human nature, Unfortunately, they have to get to the point where, as you said, they are motivated by losing something they already have. And I see this in a lot of different parts of real estate, right? So it can be something as simple as 
Agents will believe for a long time that they don't really need to have a pre-listing pack or a really great listing presentation because they seem to take every listing they go on. And yet they don't realize that's because the listings they've been going on have been only people they know. And it's not until they lose something they thought they had, their next listing appointment, to another agent who got it away from them because they didn't bother to use a pre-qualification script thinking they had it in the bag, then all of a sudden, okay, now I'm motivated to do a real pre-listing pack. So it can be something as simple as that. It can be something much more severe like if I don't get this deal to close, I'm going to miss my mortgage payment or my car payment or my cell phone's going to be turned off. Then all of a sudden they get cracking. So there's different levels of this. You know, even amongst the grizzled veterans, sometimes they don't get off the dime until, you know, their listings start to disappear on them. Then they decide to get cracking. So even though many people claim that they're all motivated by goal setting and bigger and better stuff, I do think that the more powerful motivation is the, the fear of loss of something you already have. And once well, you recognize that, you know, you can make some changes. Go ahead. Let's scale that. Let's look at people who are on the other end of the spectrum. How many times have you guys heard stories about people who have become super successful, have had lots of money, and then they just lost it all? Big business guys who basically became famous, blah, 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 and then, you know, you know they're the next story of their the chapter in their life book is essentially they lost it all. And then the next chapter after that is how they, they rebuilt it all again. Why is it that we go through, have a tendency to have to go through those sort of regurgitation of those experiences? Why is it that we have this pattern in our lives of creating something good and then tearing it down again or waiting for something really bad to happen and then that's when we create something really good. And here it is why. Because a lot of us are not consciously aware It actually thinking about what motivates us. You will get to the point, especially our coaching students, where you are rich, where you don't have to work anymore, where you have enough money coming in from your passive investments, mostly rental properties, that you don't really have to produce anymore. That is a massive danger point for you because mm -hmm. if your whole life has been about the creation of the wealth, the struggle, the fight, and that's what you've used to motivate you in your life, then there's an excellent chance you're going to tear yourself down and you're going to recreate it again. We see it all the time with people accumulating debt. That's the reason we tell you to pay cash for everything. Pay your house off. Have no debt. That's what screws you. That's what basically makes it so that you essentially are constantly having these, you know, 10-year, the most successful of you who, you know, if you've been in the market for 20 years, you've seen a lot of the biggest name real estate agents, biggest brokers, sort of, you know, international real estate stars, they'll go from the top of the mountain down to the bottom of the mountain. They are most comfortable at the bottom of the mountain because that's where they're motivated. That's where all their dragons and their demons lie. That's where they're feeling like they're under constant pressure to produce because they're at the top. They're not comfortable at that level of success. They're not comfortable with not having that monkey on their back, and so they tear themselves down again. They create financial issues. They you know, have all these different personal issues that result in them going broke, and then they're back in that same mode because that's where they are most familiar and comfortable. There comes a point in your life and it is directly tied to how many birthdays you've been blessed with, where you no longer can reproduce your success. There comes a life when you just are tired of it, and you're looking on your own life, and you're wondering, why the hell have I had basically you know, periods of success followed by periods of failure? It's because of what we're talking about now. You have this wiring in your head, the software program that's running in your head, 
that makes it so you're only truly motivated when you have that dragon breathing down. You can tell I've been watching too many Games of Thrones episodes and referring to dragons too often. But when you have that, that external negative pressure forcing you to get into action, that's when you get into action. You guys get it? Are you listening? Are you paying attention? I know it's not going to resonate with all of you, but some of you are understanding that accept the fact that you are most definitely motivated by fear of loss of something you already have. Not fear of loss that you don't get the award or the tchotchke or you don't get to go on the vacation. That's just sort of maybe motivational. Fear of loss of your foot. Fear of loss of your financial security. If you're at the point, as a lot of our private coaching clients are, where you're so far away from the financial edge that you are financially well off, you need to rekindle that connection with that fear of loss without actually manifesting it in your life. And you can do that by setting up larger standards for yourself. For example, decide that if you're producing $20,000 a month in positive cash flow from your paid-off rental properties, you want to increase it to $30,000. Go ahead and put yourself you know, in contract on properties in the future. Do different things to create that external pressure if that's the environment in which you are able to get the best results from in your own personal and business life. But accept the fact that a vast majority of you, like all of you, are only motivated and truly powerfully motivated when it's, you're in, fearful of losing something you already have. Think about that. Internalize that. And then figure out a way to do a little self-coaching and to manipulate yourself around that behavior. It's normal. There's nothing wrong with it. Now that we've exposed you to this thinking, and a lot of you have intuitively already probably felt this about yourselves, but now that we've kind of put it in your face and you know it's true, it's not okay for you to continue this sort of destruction-construction cycle of life. It's not okay for you to continue to go from feast to famine. It's not okay for you to pull yourself down and your family down and your friends down every so often just because you need that dragon on your back or that monkey on your back for you to feel motivated. So accept the fact that you can have stability. You can have great year after great year financially. You can be always in accumulation mode in terms of your own personal wealth and success. You don't have to have just a span of two or three years where things are great and those are the best two or three years of life. You can have a lifetime of those types of experiences. You just have to be consciously aware of what the thoughts that are floating around in your head so you can be moving up the ladder. You can be progressively getting better your entire life. It's up to you to do that. It's all a choice, like the guy who chooses to be fat. He gets benefits from it. If you're not in the position you want to be financially, chances are you know, you're getting benefits from that. I'm not saying they make sense. I'm not saying they're rational. And I'm absolutely not suggesting you continue them. But start with taking that level of responsibility. Start by accepting the fact that maybe there's some new software that needs to be a new operating system that needs to be overlaid with your existing operating system. And then when you do, your whole life changes. So, I mean, Julius, can you think of some personal coaching clients who you've had this type of coaching call with where essentially they've gotten it and they've realized that they could actually not have these sort of bouts with financial depression the rest of their lives? Yeah, I, I think a lot of them got real clear real quick when the real estate recession was happening and they stopped being able to charge everything and they were essential. I think it started when people were kind of forced to use cash for a while. Yep. You know, HELOCs were locked up and all that kind of thing. And so that was maybe the beginning of the forced financial rehab. 
and then they lived through that. Some of them have had, you know, credit issues as a result, and they've had to go to cash. And so now what I hear is a mixture between, gosh, you know, I really want to do it right this time with the rebuilding of my business. I want to do it in cash. I want to lead with revenue. I understand that my product is profit now. So that's a much more mature business person on the other side of it. Now they just have to maintain it. And, you know, it's interesting because then the thought is, well, gosh, you know, I really actually have to earn at a higher level and have a higher level of skill to recreate the lifestyle that I used to be charging and leveraging myself into, which means doing it, quote, the right way requires more studying, more skill, more practice, more coaching, more implementation. But the upshot of all that is it's so much more fulfilling to have and be and do and see those things without having to make continuous monthly payments with interest on them. Well, I mean, you don't have to, you know, it's, it goes back to the old idea, you know, a smart man learns from his mistakes, a brilliant man learns from the mistakes of others. Think about that for a second. Stop recreating the same mistakes to other people. I'm not saying, you know, obviously, yes, learn from your own mistakes. But more importantly, why don't you, you know, do what just makes common sense and pay attention to the things that successful people have done and do them. And stop doing the things that, you know, people that aren't successful are doing. Just copy the successful. Success leaves clues, right? There's paths you can follow. There's books you can read. There's wavelengths you can kind of tune into. If you're in California, you like the word wavelength, right? So the fact is there are certain mindset things that you can be employing in your own personal life that makes all the difference, not just, you know, for the next six months, but for the rest of your life. And the beautiful thing about the business that we're in, because we are coming in contact, assuming you're doing your job, you're coming in contact with a lot of people often, but because you're coming in contact with people, you not only, I mean, you're helping someone solve a problem, you know, selling or buying a property, obviously, but you're also helping them through a very stressful time in their life. A real estate transaction for most people is right up there with, you know, the most stressful experiences folks have in their life. But because you have learned to, control the outcome or the results of your own thinking, you can kind of pass along to them some of the things that you've learned. So in essence, what happens is you improving personally, you not only have a direct impact on your life, but you have a direct impact on the life of the people you come in contact with, you know, your family obviously first, then your customers, and then those because you've been able to help someone through a problem and because they've seen that, you know, you have adopted a new mindset, a new approach to life, and you can pass along your wisdom. Every time you have a conversation with someone that helps them solve a problem, you're helping them, you're helping their families, you're helping the friends of their families. It's, again, like yesterday we talked about on the radio show, it's like the pebble in the pond. The ripples that come from that are profound. It gives our life meaning. It gives our life purpose. Your highest and best use, your true uh, calling on this planet is to be of service to others. That comes from what? The skill set that you learn. The skill set you allow yourself to learn comes from the mindset that you choose to have. If there's anything we can be doing for you, because obviously we have to go on to coaching calls, if there's anything we can do for you, please request a free coaching call at freecoachingcallsforagents.com. Freecoachingcallsforagents.com. Guys, Make this new real estate market, this recovery, the next seven to ten years, your real estate market. Make this the real estate market and that makes you, frankly, rich, and then maybe you create generational wealth. Maybe you change the trajectory of your entire family because of what you're able to correct, 
create for yourself over the next seven to ten years. If there's anything we can do for you, what do you do? Free coaching calls for agents.com. Thank you. This program has been a presentation by Tim and Julie Harris, Real Estate Coaching. For more information on our real estate coaching and training programs, visit our website at timandjulieharris.com. Remember to tune in weekdays at noon for upcoming shows. And until next time, thank you for listening to Real Estate Coaching Radio with Tim and Julie Harris. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.